Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You're listening to BGN Radio. Darren Sproles gone! Touchdown, Eagles! Why you would punt the ball to Darren Sproles in the middle of the field, I have no idea. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. We have made it into episode number 110. It uh, sounds a little funky. I like it. 110. We are we are finally here. And I thank you for everyone being so patient as uh, you know, we were doing a lot of moving. The studio was moving, which means I was moving, of course. Uh, but we're going to slide right back into the, uh, the normal routine here. And we are creeping up on the very first regular season preview show. I would never thought that would come out of my mouth because this offseason has been going so slowly, but uh, we are uh, very thankful for everybody that is listening and heading out and tuning in and uh, on 97.5 The Fanatic and all that good stuff. And we will have some major news regarding BGN Radio probably Wednesday. So you're going to want to stay tuned to the Twitter.com and BleedingGreenNation.com for that. Uh, also, if you're listening to us, and of course, we love it if you're on SoundCloud. We love it if you're on Stitcher. Uh, but especially if you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, review, do all of that goodness because that helps us grow the podcast. And plus, we really want to hear uh, your feedback. But uh, let's, uh, wait no more as the crew has joined us once again. Our editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, Mr. BLG, Brandon Lee Gunn. What's happening, buddy? How are you? Doing all right. The Eagles didn't cut me, so I'm still here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, they also did not cut from our Eagles and soon-to-be content provider of, of some PhiladelphiaEagles.com stuff. Mr. Matt Daring, what is going on, buddy? How are you? Johnny, I'm, uh, we did it. We, we made it through this weird, wacky, wild offseason. We are here. We, we managed to keep alive. You know, we did the bare minimum, and we made it through. Uh, and let's start with the weird and wacky, because 
I got first of all, I got to tip my hat to Patrick Wall, who this week, before anybody was really talking about it, I think kind of set the vibe off, if you will, was to, you know, why don't you just go ahead and cut Tebow and Barkley and move on? That is exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles did. And uh, I'm very happy for one that they got maybe a something for Matt Barkley, although I don't think that I don't think that seventh rounder is going to come around, but who knows? We'll wait and see. Maybe maybe he plays in the playoffs or something like that if Arizona even gets there. Uh, but BLG, what is the deal with the Tebowites? I never have experienced anything like this in my life where if you write anything regarding, yeah, this is a guy, and, and Patrick is still hearing it. We were just talking about it in the text thread. People are still tweeting him weird, awful things. Ben Natan, who is our lead draft writer, came out and said, you know what, Stephen Morris, who they picked up and who are former colleague Mike Kay, not a big fan of, I totally understand it, uh, are, are, are just <laughs> kill people if you say anything about bad bad about Tebow. And the, and the repercussions of all of this stuff this week has been nuts. Can you explain to me why people went so fucking crazy this week when they cut Tim Tebow? You know, it's it's the same reason why we we see Tim Tebow getting a standing ovation in the, <laughs> the <laughs> well, home guess, opener. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Game. Yeah, I mean, it's just the guy is it's just one in a kind. It's it's really a weird thing. I mean, it's just it's such a weird situation. I mean, he you know just he's just such a prolific person. He's become you know just a guy that everyone knows. It's it's so weird to see a player who is who was so good in college just completely have a skill set that does not translate to the NFL. And there's just like a big, weird disconnect there. And at the same time, you know, some people want to say, oh, he's a great guy. And then other people get mad when you say that because some people just get furious when you bring up Tim Tebow. It's just amazing. He's He is one lightning rod that is just incredible to incredible to me. It's a, it's a phenomenon, really. Um, I don't have an explanation for it. I just, I, I it's just, it's, to me, just Tebow being here, it was still so surreal. Just the fact that like <laughs> we're gonna all gonna look back on this and like in the future and just be like, remember that time Tim Tebow was actually on the Eagles for a full off season? It was just very a weird moment in Eagles history. Yeah, there was. Uh, it, it is. Um, I don't know. It, it, we when we first thought of this, Matt, and it came through, we we're like, all right, this is obviously a favor for somebody. Obviously a favor for somebody. <laughs> Uh, and it, it turned for, the, out, for the Pope, I think. Yeah, for the Pope. Uh, and there was it t- didn't really turn out that way. But the, by the way it ended, it almost feels like it was still a favor for whoever, whether it was Urban Meyer, the, the agency, ESPN. Like, I just feel like this was a favor. And that's how it ended. You know, I mean, that's a, they they this was a, to take a look or it was to push Matt Barkley. Like, I still don't know why. Why even bother? With all with all of this, if they if the idea was to cut both of them, why bring them in? Why bring him in? I have no idea. I mean, if it was a favor, this is the only thing I'll say. If it was a favor, he was really committed to it. And because if somebody came to you and said, um, you know, hey, John, uh, my uh, my cousin, he could use some work uh, cleaning houses. Would you mind hiring him? And you're like, yeah, sure. So you come in and he does a shitty job. And, you know, you're just there's just a grind and it's just, you know, you're, he's like really not doing all that well. You you get rid of him. Right. Like that's a, that's a favor. The favor is bringing him in. The favor isn't like and then and then let him stink up the joint for a little while. Um, 
I don't know. As far as as far as that goes, maybe it was a lark. Maybe Tebow was a maybe Tebow's like a cool guy and people like being around him. I mean, that would certainly explain a lot. You know, he's got that kind of um, that preacher appeal, I guess you would call it. Um, it. You're right, though. He is he is like a hell of a lightning rod. It is it is bizarre. And the thing is, like, he's just a guy. You know, he's right. he's, he's just, just a dude. He's, he's just a he is a below average NFL quarterback like so many others before and after. And there are currently in this league many, many below average NFL quarterbacks. And so, you know, when you tell me he's the best, you're wrong. When you tell me he's the worst, you're also wrong. Like he is <laughs> he is not either of those things. He's just like he's just like a crappy third string quarterback yes. who didn't play his way onto this team. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the reports. They said that, um, that uh, Chip Kelly told him to go to Canada. Yeah. You know, about that. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's sort of an interesting point because, you know, in Canada, they only have three downs. So the running game is like non-existent, you know, running quarterbacks are not a thing up there because you really can't get enough. Uh, you really can't pick up enough yardage, you know, on the regular to make a r- running quarterback really worth your time. So the passing game up there is very, very different. So I think that's sort of an interesting thing that if Chip Kelly told him to go up to Canada and work on his passing a little bit more, um, that seems like that's legitimate and good advice for him. But the thing is, he's 28. He's got another job waiting in the wings. I mean, would you do that? I wouldn't. No, but that's but that's, that was kind of my whole point. And I said this morning on the radio was, then you don't really want to be an NFL quarterback anyway. Why waste your time? You know, I'm working with Tom House and all that other stuff. Like, why waste your time coming in there? I think it was more of just kind of an ego move, again, just to kind of say I can come in there. And, yes, I know every NFL player has an ego and all that other stuff. If he really wanted to make it in the NFL, he would have he would have tried something. But he didn't. He sat on his ass for two years. He worked with, you know, a, a, a personalized coach. And he had a cushy job at ESPN. That, to me, isn't a guy that is working hard every day. Or why didn't he go up to the CFL then? You know, if it's not going it, to, that, that's what I'm saying. It's a pride thing. I was the best college player ever. I'm not going to go up to that, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. and this can't be the first time somebody's told him to go to Canada. Yeah, you know, this yeah, this yeah. can't even be the 101st time somebody's told him to go <laughs> to Canada. I bet he gets people walk up to him on the subway like, hey, Tim, <laughs> hey, uh, listen, my brother, he's a big fan. You should go to Canada. You know, like, I bet this happens <laughs> yeah. to him four, five, six times a day. You know, and he's just like, ah, oh, thanks, thanks. Warren a lot. Moon, Doug Flutie, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like all day. Yeah, and that's and that's what I keep saying over and over again too. But this is as much time as I want to stick with Tebow. But we will go to the phone no, lines. No, no, no. You want to no, keep no. going? Okay, we no. can keep going. I don't yeah. care. Uh, What's your favorite Tebow memory? My favorite Tebow memory was uh, yesterday <laughs> the when they announced that he got caught. Yeah, I really like nice. the picture of him signing because we send it to each other all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Just the the above eyebrow, yeah, or no, above like the cheekbone type of uh, Tebow selfie that just keeps getting passed around the BGN radio uh, text thread, which is always, I think Patrick Wall started that, which is always fun. But uh, yeah, let's go to the phones real quick. <laughs> We want to hear from you. Call the Duncan Philly Anytime Hotline. Leave us a message and we'll put you on the air. 267 245 6066. That's 267 245 6066. Or tweet your thoughts to us at BGN underscore radio. What's up, BGN? This is uh, Stephen Lee calling from West Palm Beach, Florida. And thank God we cut Tim Tebow because, let's be honest, man, he did not do that well at all. I know the national media and the general public just loves this guy to death. But in the fourth preseason game, he did not look that sharp. So I'm glad Chip made an executive decision, traded Barkley, which, by the way, was a a 
solid GM move. He got value out of a guy that we were otherwise going to release. And I'm so glad he cut Tim Tebow. But what do we do with that extra spot? We cut Jalen Watkins. What are we doing at the nickel cornerback? Please help me. Of course, always my good man, Stephen Lee. Obviously, he is also excited about the the Tebow cut. But this was brought up a, a bunch of times. And getting to the cuts, the main cuts and everything else, and we'll get into practice squad folks and we talked a little bit a little bit about Stephen Morris and uh, we'll probably talk about him a little bit more but uh you know Jalen Watkins BLG was kind of a small surprise cut uh, for me too and I kind of thought it was a funny uh, uh low-key finger to Howie again but um yeah I, I, I don't know the the concern is always now with Boykin being gone and all this other stuff is the nickel cornerback situation and it keeps coming up and I think a lot of people kind of a lost the confidence and rightfully so for the most part in the depth at CB. If you have EJ Biggers and Denzel Rice, who you always like to point out is the 880th prospect on CBS sports line. Uh, so, you know, it is a little bit of concern. Eric Rowe hasn't looked too sharp. Yes. There's, I think there's still confidence in the starting secondary, but uh, does this change your mind a little bit on the depth of it. Yeah, I mean, with, with Boykin gone, I mean, obviously they're worse at that. That's just the fact. They're worse off at that nickel position. I mean, you know, Brandon Boykin was a really good player, and now, you know, they don't have a defined answer. And I, and I think, you know, they really were counting on Jacory Shepard to at least contribute there, if not be the full-time guy. So now, you know, they don't really have a concrete answer. You know, it sounds like Bill Davis is going to mix a number of guys in there, like you mentioned I think, you know, Carroll's going to get some looks in there, but I think they also want him on the outside because I think he excels there or has at least this offseason. You know, you're mixing EJ Biggers in there, but, you know, that's not really a guy you want there full-time either. Uh, I guess, you know, Eric Rowe might get some looks there again. So you're kind of, you're mixing guys in. Uh, You could also, you have options because, again, you can take Walter Thurmond, you know, who plays, who used to play nickel, and uh, Malcolm Jenkins, who is experienced at cornerback. So you can rotate guys in. So I don't think it's like the biggest deal in the world. And again, we're talking about nickel defense here. You know, this isn't this isn't your base formation. This is something you're playing less than 50 percent of the time. Uh, it's not the biggest deal in the world. I, I do think you can kind of tinker with this thing and rotate guys in and see what works. You know, like I said, maybe with the safeties, you're, you're rotating them in. Maybe Jerome Couplin, who made the team, you know, kind of a little bit of a surprise yeah, there. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe he steps up and he earns more playing time at safety. So then you can move Thurman or Jenkins down there at time. So they have options here. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, it's, it's, they're totally screwed at the position, but you know, it, it is not ideal how it worked out. You know, they traded Boykin and Shepard got hurt and that's just, you know, kind of a rough break for them. I think I was really hoping that Watkins would step up a little bit. I really liked him coming out of Florida, but, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, it's disappointing, but I think you're right. I think what we'll see is we'll probably see them play a lot more base. I mean, they played nickel. What uh, Boykin was on on the field for forty some percent of the snaps. Yeah, forty two. And and then, um, but then you know they played a lot of dime last year too. So they weren't you know exclusively a nickel at that point. I think Thurman lets them be you know a lot more uh, a lot more flexible at that point. And I just think that, you know, when you play, when you play nickel and you play dime, you're getting these linebackers off the field and, and don't do that. Keep those linebackers on the field. We got them. Like, let's show them off. You know, if you got it, flaunt it, smoke them. If you got them, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
you know, we you have you have the defense now. You have the personnel to not be so reliant on playing nickel corner. You know, on playing uh, these substitution packages. So um, let Eric Rowe learn at his own pace. Uh, Nolan Carroll has some flexibility there. Uh, he certainly. Um, and, you know, you might see Rowe slide outside. Rowe was a little shaky this preseason, but hopefully he gets the, the ship righted. And in the meantime, just just let those linebackers let him play. Yeah, I, I think it's OK to be concerned about Eric Rowe because it just didn't it didn't look great. It didn't look great the last two games uh, practice. I thought, if, you know, from what I've read from Brandon and everybody else, it seemed like he was picking up on some certain things. It also looks like he's still thinking out there and not playing to his instincts and doing all that other stuff. Boy, Mayock just let him have it. Oh, he yeah, like he yeah. put both barrels on him. I thought I was I was a little surprised because it, it seemed um, it was almost mean. But the the thing the thing about it is that like when you get a player like that and you have like this moment like that where uh, uh, an analyst like just keeps harping on him, that stuff really follows him around. So I think we're going to be hearing about that for like. You know, maybe I don't want to say until the end of time, but, you know, certainly until the fall of, of civilization. I, and you hear that a lot, too. And I <laughs> heard some callers even kind of say it's just like, ah, he's a bust and all this other stuff. And it, you just kind of look over. You got to remember and look around the rest of the league, too. And it's just it's not the same or it's basically the same all over the place as well, except for maybe Kevin Johnson, who looks you know spectacular so far. But it, but again, there's. You know, he's learning a lot of things. It's just kind of wait and see, you know. I understand if he's still struggling, like, in week five or six or seven. And it's kind of funny that I was always battling with BLG. I was like, ah, of course Eric Rowe's going to beat out Nolan Carroll. What are you, crazy? <laughs> and then you're just kind of starting to see, well, 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 there's a long way to go there. Um, I think it's okay to be nervous about it if he doesn't start picking it up or he really struggles in the slot when he's out there. Um, it's not like a, anybody can play the slot type of deal I get it, but uh, let's just pump the brakes just just a tiny bit. It's not ideal. The depth of EJ Biggers is terrible. Uh, Denzel Rice, despite you know the story is great and everything else, struggled in games. So we'll just wait. It's more of a wait and see thing. Definitely thing to be considered about moving forward here. But uh, BLG, everybody's favorite running back, Mister Raheem Mostert, Mustard uh, is uh, is back along with the uh, Skinner Boyko. Randall Evans, obviously there. Malcolm Bunch, who a lot of people liked on the offensive line and was, uh, you know, kind of showed up the last couple of games there. Kwaiwan Pratt, our old friend Ed Reynolds, makes the practice squad again. Uh, I don't know. No real surprises here, right, BLG? Uh, no real surprises as far as the practice squad goes. I mean, a lot of people, I think, are kind of uh, disappointed that Rasheed Bailey didn't make it. And I get that. I mean, I think I thought he had a pretty good summer. But, you know, you have to consider this is a he's a Division three football player. And... You know, I think there's probably some some finer aspects to the game that maybe we're not picking up on as much, you know, that co- the coaches are seeing and they kind of have issue with. I mean, this is a guy, you know, who is definitely uh, considered a long shot coming in here. Uh, you, you know, I think you would like to see him there, maybe over a guy like Karan Pratt, because like Pratt really didn't, you know, I can't tell you what he did this summer. I thought he I thought he played really well last year to earn his spot in the practice squad. Uh, as a rookie, but this year, you know, I can't tell you like almost anything he did. So, you know, you kind of look at it like that and you figure, all right, but you know, at that point you're kind of splitting hairs. You know, this is the practice squad we're talking about. Practice squad, practice, practice. Alan Iverson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's it, really nothing too big here. I think it's a decent group, you know, as far as the practice squad goes, I think the key thing here was, uh, 
retaining Mostert, which I think, you know, that's that's a good sign since I think he flashed some ability. And the offensive lineman, I think that's big because I think, you know, the the, the offensive line depth is questionable. And I know they, they do like Boyko, but especially I think they do like Bunch. You know, Bunch is a guy who I thought had a pretty decent chance to to make the 53, kind of mm-hmm. like Trey Burton did last year as a, yeah. as a surprise like that. So the fact that they were able to keep those guys, I think, is a good sign because I think at least one of them you know, could be in the mix uh, for a starting guard job in the future, especially, you know, with the Eagles kind of shaky there with just Barbary and Gardner. Well, there's a lot of gnashing of teeth over the practice squad, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I like talking about it as much as the next guy, but boy, oh boy, like people get people get really into it. Like we're talking about like, what has Curon Pratt done for me lately? You know, what has he done for anybody ever? Like, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's nice. Maybe he's funny. Maybe he makes a mean cup of coffee. I have no idea. He... I'm sure he's I'm sure he's fine. Uh, I was a little disappointed in, that they didn't keep Bailey. It was a nice story. And I thought like, like, I don't know. I thought that it seemed like it looked like the dude had like his hands must have been like 13 inches long. Like the guy like just was like a vacuum for the ball. But I don't know. Maybe there's something in the works there. Maybe he's negotiating with some other teams. It could be a uh, a, uh, a what was his name? Shepard from a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. that guy. LSU Shepherd dude. He yeah. um that sort of Russell Shepherd. Russell Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Uh like that kind of situation. But like um I don't know. I mean, the chances any of these guys becoming the next Cedric Thornton are pretty slim. Um I think what you're looking for uh is more likely, you know, you want a guy to become the next Dennis Kelly. And like, you know, we might have found the next Dennis Kelly, like a game day inactive kind of you know like he's the ninth guy in his position group and he's not going to play but if the guy who doesn't the guy who doesn't get to play uh right now has to play then he can become the new guy who doesn't get to play i mean this is the sort of thing that you're working on like uh and so so if you can keep these guys and you you have the right positions you know maybe something good happens but there's a, a lot of people are very very mad about this and i'm not quite sure i understand <laughs> yeah. the only the only thing that wasn't even it just Eagles related and still hasn't been picked up. Still don't know why Najee Good, uh, you know, made it through waivers and then nobody and didn't pick him up anywhere. I figured he was he was a quality backup somewhere in the NFL, but I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to kind of wait and see on that. But yeah, I mean, like there's there's nothing really much that I could say more about this. The only thing that I will say is that yes, I I am I am somehow a fan of bad quarterbacks, and I was yes indeed a fan of Stephen Morris. Coming into last year's draft, even as an undrafted free agent and all that other stuff. I think this is what's more important to me. And really, I mean, like a ceiling is is maybe maybe an okay QB2. But I, I don't know if you share this with me, BLG, but this is something that we always talked about in the offseason and in the draft and everything else leading up to this year was, well, you got to get a guy. Get a guy to develop because this is, you're, in, you're going into veteran territory and more veteran territory. And I think Jimmy Kemsky even pointed out this is the fifth oldest, you know, team in the league here. It'd be nice to have something there just to see what happens. Stephen Morris, you know, don't get your hopes up or anything, but has a decent skill set as far as arm strength and everything else. And, you know, accuracy issues are, are, are terrible. But is this something that you would prefer over a Christian Ponder or a Matt Flynn or whatever. I think when you're you're getting down to the third string quarterback spot, you know, it just it almost really just doesn't matter a whole lot at that point. I think uh, Dave had a good Dave Mangles had a good post on that earlier this offseason how basically third string spot doesn't matter. So he actually argued to keep Tim Tebow, but 
Unfortunately for Dave, they cut Tim Tebow, and now <laughs> Stephen Morris <laughs> is here. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. But I do think, you know, you, you definitely rather have a, a guy like Morris than a guy like Matt Barkley. I mean, what, you know, just what did Matt Barkley really bring to the team? Like, I, I can't really tell you. Uh, jokes? Any, maybe he had some good jokes. Maybe. I don't yeah, think maybe. so. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, I don't, it doesn't I don't seem think like so. It's very funny. Now, I, I, see, I, 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 I said he was, uh, he seemed like a guy who would fart near Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, he sort of he sort of looks like he does too. And he's like, "Hey, well, yeah, you're welcome." Hey, it is it is amazing. He's <laughs> got a seventh round pick for him. Oh, conditional. Well, it looks like it's going to go through because the, the Cardinals did only keep you know uh, three quarterbacks with Barkley being the third. So, I mean, unless they cut him for some reason before yeah. that sixth game, but it, I, it does look like the Eagles are going to get a seventh Who's round pick. Who's their backup I, in Arizona? Who's behind Palmer? Uh, Stanton. Oh, right, right, right. Stanton. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah, so. And both of those guys had injury issues last year, you know, so who knows, you know, maybe one of those goes down and that really even guarantees Barkley is on the roster through that sixth game. And the Eagles do get that seventh round pick, which isn't a big deal, but still incredible to me that they got anything for this guy because, you know, Barkley just didn't show anything. He, his arm isn't strong enough to make the throws. He floats ball still. Uh, Just the fact that I pointed this out multiple times that Tebow and Barkley were in a third string quarterback competition. Barkley had been here for three years. And the fact that he like couldn't beat out a guy who had been out of the NFL entirely for two years. I mean, that just that really says how, <laughs> yeah. how much, how yeah, like, it is not a high bar. Any progress. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, you bring in Morris, he's only 23. He has some skills. Uh, you know, you see the deep ball, you see, he can run a little bit. He's fast. I mean, those are some things you can work with. Like you said, John, if if he develops into a number two quarterback at one point, I mean that's a win. So yeah. no guarantee that happens, but we'll see. Yeah, that's what I mean, Matt. Though, man, it's just uh, we haven't had a we haven't had a somebody kind of. I guess you, Matt Barkley would be that example of trying to develop a guy, but uh, um, but I don't know. It just seems to me like I don't really care. I don't care about that uh, about QB three or whatever, whatever. It's I'm just saying. I I think it's more important for me as a fan to see if Chip Kelly can develop something like Stephen Morris into a QB2 or something like that, or just a better QB3 if that's possible. Like, uh, yeah, whatever. I just, I just, I don't know. Do you prefer that over a well, veteran? Can we talk about there? Tim Tebow a little bit? Sure, we can. No, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, here, okay, so here's the thing about Stephen Morris. Stephen Morris just turned 23 last week. Happy birthday. Um, and Matt Barkley turns 25 uh, this week. So happy birthday to him as well. Uh, so, you know, that's that's not an insignificant difference. I mean, if you're talking about a guy who's, you know, had one year at his age 22 season, you know, that's maybe something. Matt Barkley has been farting in people's Gatorade for three <laughs> years now. And, and uh, you know, he's yeah, he's and he's just there's just nothing there. Um, and, and there there really isn't. I mean, that is that is surprising. Like, like he he is even worse than I thought he would be um, yeah. like just just this preseason. You know, he came in the rookie year and he had that bad game and we were like, well, um, personally, you know, I was a little surprised because I would have thought that a pro ready quarterback, a pro style quarterback from the vaunted USC media bubble, blah, 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 <laughs> would have been better than that. But whatever. You know, uh, I don't think he played the next year at all, but um, the then that was last year. So I don't think he played at all last year. Is that right? No. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. And so but then, you know, he shows up this preseason and they're like, you know, this is it. This is Barkley's time. And he just was awful. He was that was really bad. And and you're like, you know, dude, 
no, <laughs> like, what, what happened here? You, you know, you, it seems like you have not gotten any better and like now you're older and it's less cute. So I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure what's, what's next for him, but you know, if Morris is, is anything, I mean, he's at least an unknown, you can roll the dice on it. And I'm sure that, you know, we can get somebody on Twitter to be like, and tell me that, you know, Morris is not anything. And he probably isn't because most people aren't anything. I'm no, I'm not anything. I'm <laughs> yeah, not any good I'm, at this at all. So I'm certainly uh, not either. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, here we are, but like, you know, chances are good that he's not really anything. But as far as, you know, just having somebody, having somebody that you can sort of look at and go, hmm, wouldn't that be interesting? Like, that's something. Yeah. Right. That you is know, something. That, that's what I'm that's saying. Way like, better than like having an 80s bully there as your <laughs> number three quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like for all the people, including myself, that were saying at least Brandon Bridge, at least Brandon Bridge. He looks like he has a skill set. Bring him in. See if you can develop him. Practice squad. Blah, blah, blah. That's That, to me, is Stephen Morris. And whatever. Like, I'm just, I, I'm more excited that it's, it's, I'm not excited about Stephen Morris. I'm excited that finally we get to see maybe a little glimpse of how maybe they can turn this ultimate turd into a, a little less turdy. And uh, it, what's funny is, as much as we want to maybe rip Stephen Morris or people do, He's still better than the other two options or just the same as the other two options with, yeah, again, a little bit of here and there, a little more running ability, a little better arm. Like that's, that's about it. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And really, if you are still concerned about QB three or anything else, you really need to be concerned about Sam Bradford because that's what you're really worried about. Uh, and I, I think we'll just kind of wrap things up here unless any, anybody wants to add, because we have uh, we're going to have a hell of a preview show as we're going to welcome uh, Charles McDonald, who is uh, a, a draft uh, guy and guru that uh, Mr. Ben Detan and myself are big fans of, and I ble- believe he just joined uh, the Falcoholic uh, over the other SB Nation blog that covers the Falcons. So we want to get it ready and going for Week One. Finally, I know we got to wait till that Monday night game, but that'll be up on Friday as we'll get going here. Uh, but. I don't know. Yeah, I heard LeBron James is going to be there. Yeah, LeBron James is going to be there. Uh, <laughs> Prince. Yeah, uh, 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 Noel is going to come in and hang out. Um, <laughs> You're going to be kicking with Nerlens? They're going to kick it with Nerlens, possibly, possibly Drake. I don't know yet. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm just more excited to get the Sam Bradford experiment underway. Uh, I think that's a, where a lot of the QB3 talk came from from forever so i go that's still got to be your number one worry uh, going into this thing i we've talked it to death he's got a knee problem we all know about it so uh, is that true is that, that might be true and oddly where enough, can i read about this i also think chip kelly knows about it uh but i'm not sure we can ask him again and again and again just like the entire press room did asked about how to get a qb3 on this roster for about five minutes the other day uh good lord get some let's get some new questions there press corps but uh I don't know, BLG, final thoughts as we are just about to brink on our first preview show of the year, and it's for real this time. Uh, two, well, one final thought. Uh, this is the only podcast in the history of podcasts. This is like, <laughs> you cannot listen to any other podcast, any other, this is the only one that exists. Any other podcast you've been listening to is not a podcast. This is the only one. Yes, no, that is true. In, in whatever weird dimension that you thought you were listening to another podcast, this is indeed uh, the only actual one. Mr. Matt Daring, your final thoughts, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, you, if you're listening to a podcast and it's not this one, you're not really listening to a podcast <laughs> and you should get that checked out. Um, final thoughts. I'm going to miss Tim Tebow. 
He really made a lot of people feel a lot of things. And is, after all, isn't that the point of art to evoke emotion? <laughs> so if you think about it, Tim Tebow himself is the ultimate work of art. I uh, I took a shit today and it made me feel great. So Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, I think I could frame it and... It would be art as well. So I love it. I must have this for my salon. <laughs> for uh, episode number one ten, my name is John Barchard. For Mr. Brandon Brandon Lee Gouton, rather, and Mr. and Mr. Matt Daring, thank you very much for listening. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co. Tim Tebow. BGN Radio's coming to the radio. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to BGN Radio. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.